Hello everyone! Good evening, or good morning, or good night, I don't know. Hi everyone, welcome back to Underrated, the PvP show of the week. Well, now it's almost of the week, because we're doing this almost every week now. Um, Welcome back, or um, welcome if it's the first time you're listening or watching. Um, if you don't know me, I'm Marcella the Bee. I'm the host of this show, but also a streamer on Twitch for 10 years. Yes, I'm a grandma. And, um, and I do a lot of other hosting things. So I love it. And I love doing this as well. So let's get things started. Um, so today I'm having this lovely script with me, like always. I can tell you this time, I think I need glasses. And no, it's not my age. It's really very tiny. Okay, so today we're going to have um, playing games in full virtual reality. Um, also, we're going to talk about VR gears, uh, the future of VR gaming, and we're going to see more about this first full VR game on the MetaQuest VR headset. Uh, that's all new for me because I did tried a VR headset years ago and I can tell you that was not perfect by the time. Um, but also because I'm very quickly nauseous, so that's not helping. I think I went into space with that one. Um, so, I can't do this alone. You know that. I know that. So, I'm going to introduce my guest of today. Ta -ta 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 -ta. There he is, Michael Chua, if I say correctly. Welcome. Thank you, Marcella, for having me. Well, I'm very happy that you're here with us because you just told me it's pretty much midnight over there. Yes, I'm in Shanghai and uh, my daughter's asleep, but uh, I'm glad to be here. Well, I'm super glad to have you here and um, I do hope we're not waking her up. Um, so I'm going to do a little introduction about you. So Michael Cha, you worked for 15 years across entertainment studios. Uh, he was previously the business development lead at Marvel Studios and Warner Bros. Interactive. He has worked on global franchises such as Marvel's The Avengers 1 and 2, Iron Man 3, Guardians of the Galaxy, Mad Max, Lego Jurassic Park and Lego Dimensions. Since then, he has founded two studios, Arrowwitz Games, a 60-man full-time uh, team based in Shanghai, and Gamma Interactive, a 10-man full-team based in Irvine, California. Wow, that is impressive. That is very impressive. And you're sitting there like, yeah, <laughs> but no, it is impressive. It's, it's, it's a Thank you, thank you, Marcella. I, I mean, it's not without the grit, of course, and the challenges. Um, I could even share, you know, some of those uh, with with you and our audience over here. Um, they actually like the current times is reminiscent of the 2007-2008 market crash. I graduated 2006. On a prior lifetime, actually, I was at Ameriprise Financial. I was a financial advisor, and because of the market crash there, it led me to entertainment. So that was my pivot and my segue into entertainment and media mm -hmm. I work for MGM studios, uh, working for royalties and, and participations. You know, so working for, uh, uh, on, on Stargate Atlantis and paying out some of the participants, there, talent, and then make my way to corporate. Um, fortunately, uh, Lindsay Harding, who's now the, uh, UTA CFO, um, she actually recommended me to move to Marvel and that was actually a very scary thought. Marvel yeah. at the time was, um, it was uh, not the Marvel we know today. Okay. It, it was definitely a challenging circumstance. And uh, Iron Man 2 just came out. 
I was coming into around the home video uh, when there were still Blu-ray and DVDs. Those were the popular times. And uh, I went there and I still remember that first week it was, I wanted to quit. It was oh, a, no. yes, it was, it was a, uh, one of those, um, you know, companies that require a lot of you. Um, and there's a lot of smart people I could tell. And then the, the first week was super challenging. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could tell that everyone there was a star, right? So, I mean, that's exactly why they are where they are today, because there's a lot of Kevin Feige and Rita Spacito uh, worked on the films and that 10 year vision mm-hmm. um, that was that was built way back when. Yeah. Um, and now I, I, I still see some colleagues like Nate Moore, the uh, Ryan Potter, David Galizzi now on the Disney side of things. And, you know, back then they were <laughs> it was a different time. And yeah. I, I've seen them build up and and, uh, you know, capture the audience. And it's very wonderful. So from there, I. Uh, I was like, okay, you know, I survived. I, I stuck around and I moved, I climbed up. Um, and uh, I, I thought, okay, movie business is is great. But at the same time, that's also the time when uh, a game was sticking off. And that's pretty much when I went to Warner Interactive. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah because, so. wow, it's um, it makes sense that it's hard. Like, all the things you've done, it doesn't just come easy. Um, This is, like, a subject we literally have, like, talked about every week, that success and all of those things don't just come to you. You have to work for it. And it will go with ups and downs. Uh, But the most important thing is keep on going, because if you don't keep going, you will have absolutely no success. So, that's one thing for sure. You have worked hard to be where you are right now. Um, and in the chat, people are really saying like, Michael is awesome. It's super impressive. So um, for a lot of people, I think it's also a sort of um, a vision, you know, like they hear you talk about this and they see it as something like, wow, maybe I can do this too. Because, you know, there are a lot of people who maybe are working in the gaming industry in any way. And it's for a lot of people a dream. And about that, how did you enter the whole gaming industry? Because, like, were you always a gamer or? Well, I was always a gamer, of course. Uh, I think, you know, growing up, I had my PlayStation, my Nintendo, mm-hmm. Sega Genesis. I have all of the consoles. Um, but, of course, you know, over time, when I was in the movie business, I was consuming a lot more movies. Yeah. Um, that was my forte. Uh, but when I went to One Interactive, of course, getting back into gaming was, you know, the main thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So you yeah, it makes sense. And of course you get like very busy with your job, so it's like harder to play games and you're focused on other stuff. So it makes sense. Um so you already said it a little bit, but tell me uh, or us about your journey at Arrowhead Games and Gamma Interactive. Because quickly, do you have to travel to Irvine all the time, like between Shanghai and Irvine? Oh, I was actually um part of the lockdown here. In, in Shanghai. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was only until recently when I went to GDC that I got back to the US. Okay. Um, I've been stuck here for about two years because of COVID, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, although I did go to um, Germany last year for uh, to Cologne for um, Gamescom. Oh, Gamescom. Yeah. Um, awesome. So, yeah. Nice. But uh, in terms of like the, the teams, um, yes, I, I still communicate with my team in Irvine. Um, they're they're all in the US. They're all from New York to uh, Arizona to Vegas to and then my main partner is in uh, 
in Irvine, California. Okay. And then for ROWIS, it's a lot easier because most of my partners are here and, and all of them are here in Shanghai. Yeah. So um, when when did you start with both of them? Like which year? Yeah, so that was about seven years ago. Okay. Um, so to, to kind of take it back, there was a gap there from Warner Brothers to where, where I am now. Mm-hmm. Um, from Warner Brothers, I actually uh, met uh, my now wife. Okay. Um, so she was working for a private equity firm. And uh, I, I remember that time I got a phone call from a, my one of my best friends. Uh, he, he went to Columbia for business school. And she and he called me and said, hey, you have to meet this person. He's a, a Columbia um, uh, also student, uh, MBA. And uh, she was a partner of my, my wife. So I met with them. And I had actually, I prepared this long analysis about um, uh, movie business because they were doing private equity and more in the, in the entertainment side of things, mm-hmm. uh, cross borders between China and also US. Um, and uh, we talked about business in five minutes and then <laughs> it was all about personal stuff. Okay. So anyways, <laughs> um, so I, w- I was there, uh, I met with her, I later joined her and her firm uh, at North Media Capital. Um, there's a lot of a lot of acquisitions. We also brought some uh, movies from Thailand and India to to um, to mainland China over here. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a growing business. Um, and then you know the 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 gap there was uh, I found out my father passed away. Oh. And when my father passed away, and and like you mentioned, Marcella, you know you go through ups and downs in life. You have to bear through challenges, right? Mm-hmm. That was a super challenging time for me. Of course. And I went back to Irvine. And I thought to myself, okay, what am I going to do next, right? So I couldn't focus on uh, private equity because it's a very uh, demanding task. Right? Mm-hmm. So I, I went to consulting for a bit, and uh, but at the same time, you know, I'm like, should I go back to entertainment or should I just do consulting? Consulting was, you know, it, it pays for the food and it's a steady income. Yeah. It's, it's still good, good money. Um, and that's pretty much when I founded Gamma Interactive with my partner now, Dave Katz. Okay. Um, so Dave actually he had a prior exit back in 2014 uh, in the hardware components uh, uh, industry, um, and uh, we we started with mobile, mm-hmm. and mobile wasn't uh, you know uh, it was a very challenging task in yeah. mobile games. Uh, it's you know you have to spend money not just in development and but user acquisition. Mm-hmm. So we pay, you know we spent like tens of thousands of dollars just building our our product. And then, okay, we, now we, we need to market it. Uh, we did very well, actually, in Southeast Asia. We funneled that money back, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it wasn't enough, right? The competition in mobile is very... Oh, stiff. it's huge. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. yeah. It's very... UA and live is, is, is cost a lot. Yep. Um, so around that time, we were like, okay, what should we do now? Um, we actually started doing some work for hire, um, some... Uh, you know, for on, on actually some websites, uh, mobile. We did something for school in, in the VR metaverse uh, landscape. Uh, we did one for um, uh, a Web three website. So that that one we actually done. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we ventured into VR. VR actually found us. We feel like VR is a space where there's less competition, and we feel like that's kind of the entry point for a lot of developers. Yeah, especially now. Back back in 2017, 2016, um, I think you mentioned, you know, when you're opening that uh, you didn't like the experience because it gives you headaches. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's very bulky. Right? I know like, this. 
Yeah. So a lot of people hate hated VR. Yeah. Uh, but now with the devices becoming more lightweight, um, the frame rate is, is where it should be with LiDAR and the camera and sens- the sensors are, uh, you know, much, much better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's in a good spot. Of course, we want to take it further. But, yeah. Uh, Obviously, you know, but that's something that comes, you know, by doing things, making it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it also involves the content, you know, making the right content for the world to see. I think that comes hand in hand. Yeah. So that was that was Gamma. Our Wiz, I met through my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, so Horace Shang and uh, the CEO and Justice Lou. Um, they work for CCP Games, so we work on EVE Online. Uh, I don't know if our viewers know about EVE Online, but it's uh, probably the third, you know, most profitable uh, 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 MMO in yeah, the world. Definitely heard of it, and I think I maybe even played it because I was a very big MMO uh, RPG fan overall. So, yeah. Right, right. So my partner Horace, uh, he was a uh, he grew the team from one to mm-hmm. one sixty. He was pretty much the GM for the China side of things. Uh, so, which is very impressive. He left um, CCP Games. Uh, he went to Take Two. Uh, he answered to the GM in Singapore, and then he's like, "Okay, forget." It. After like one year spending there, um, he pretty much ventured and started Arrowiz Games. Okay. So I later joined him, uh, and I'm pretty much like the business development, uh, more like the uh, overseas partner because I do a lot of the global side. So yeah, anything from Asia or outside of China, Japan. Um, we have we have partners in Japan, we mm-hmm. have partners in Europe and uh, North America. I pretty much handle. So you're like super busy with to you know juggling it all. <laughs> it juggling a lot, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's fun, you yeah. know. I, I I think um I, I think also um that's that's pretty much the challenge I set forth for myself because at Marvel we were closing a lot of good deals, right? Mm-hmm. So we were handling these massive budgets, one fifty million dollar budget. You know, one hundred twenty million dollars budgets. Avengers back then it was like two hundred fifty. Crazy, it was insane. Yeah, right. Um, and that's not including just this is the development, not even the uh, the marketing side of things. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, if I could do it for big companies, why cannot I do it for myself? True. So when when I did venture out, um, you know, fortunately I kind of found the right way to pitch. Um, you know, working on a smaller team versus like. You know, we have a much bigger team and like help. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be very, um, you know, on the run. Uh, it's very grimy, but uh, it's it's fun because yeah. you, you get to like set your own standards. So through that, um, proud to say that like with ROWIS, we are venture back. We're also invested by Tencent. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the Gamma side, we're going through our latest round right now, actually. Uh, but we we didn't have to raise any capital before. It was all um, through work for hire. Yeah, uh, and uh, a first party also came in to support Aurelius product. Okay, well, better. I mean, otherwise it's really hard because first you have to get the whole capital together and then get things started. That's that's the challenge, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, the the money. If you have a vision or a product, like how do you put that out to market? Oh yeah, and, like that's and... that's a problem always. Like I sometimes have these ideas and I'm like, yeah, that's great, but I don't have the money to even start it. Like it's so hard because most of the people. There are so many people with great ideas, but they can't do it. Like they can't really get things going because you know, getting that money that is a hard one. 
Yeah, actually, Marcel, it's funny you mentioned this. I'm I'm actually putting uh, a like a Udemy course uh, soon. It's probably going to be probably in later in the year or maybe early next year. Mm-hmm. We're putting kind of like step by step guide how to build like a GDD, how to build your pitch deck with you know uh, game pillars, mm-hmm. how to talk to publishers, how to t- how to kind of gate your funding. Yeah. Is there's multiple resources out there, and and there's a certain way to kind of pitch to each one, mm-hmm. right? So like right now, uh, we're knocking into like Web three and you know potential partners, yeah. And there's a certain way to kind of talk to them, right? It's something I'm tr- I'm still trying to get used to. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but with publishers, with uh, VCs, I've been accustomed to it. I could knock down the pitch in like you know one minute, five minutes, mm-hmm. what have you. But uh, there's there's a certain way, right? yeah. And how do you build a data room? How do you build a data room with your financials? Are looking to comparables? Um, how do you even know how much money to ask? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of questions that like need to be solved. And to your point, Marcella, if you have any ideas, it's also challenging when you're on your own with those ideas. Yeah, you know, it's, it's I find it much easier because I'm more on the business side of things. Mm-hmm. If I have someone that's very technical oriented right next to it so in yeah. my two in my two ventures there's always one person who has like either a cs background or engineering background mm-hmm. because they could tell me oh this is feasible or this is not feasible yeah um going to check another question because you have worked on global franchises such as marvel's adventures one and two iron man three guardians of the galaxy mad max lego jurassic park and lego dimensions um so tell us a bit about your experience working with such great names. I mean, just maybe like one huge thing that you think, okay, I will never forget that. Or maybe one like, oh, that was the worst. Like, you know, what happened or something? I think Avengers was the best experience. Okay. Um, so around that time, uh, you know, Iron Man 2 came out. We then went to four. Thor actually was a, had a good ROI, mm-hmm. um, and then Captain America came out and it didn't do as well as Thor. I still remember that to this day. Mm-hmm. And then Avengers was a gamble because you know bringing all these stars like you've never seen kind of like um, cross movie uh, um, stars that come into like one big picture. Mm-hmm. That, that this is like a very new kind of franchise build up, right? Yeah. So like. Um, Iron Man has its own uh, movie and, and Thor and Captain America, but for them to come together in one giant movie, that was a, a first. Yeah. So I remember like doing the analysis, uh, me and my, my boss, Ben Hung, who, who actually now um, who, who mentored me, and Rob Steffens, uh, he was the co-president of, of Marvel. So between those two, they, they helped grow this company. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, we, we had a very conservative estimate for Avengers. And then uh, it came out, so I'm like, okay, it's, we're probably gonna hit our our our, our target. I I, uh, I went to bed, and the next day, I, just, I was just checking the numbers, mm-hmm. and it was stellar. It's like we've never seen that that much money come out, uh, versus like, <laughs> until Avatar. Avatar was pretty much the, oh, the yeah. benchmark. Of yeah, a lot of companies, right? So, but for it to do, I think it was like $1.5 billion global was cool. uncanny. And I, I still remember to this day that that kind of feeling and being part of that journey was amazing. Oh, I can't imagine. I I think 
everyone who has worked hard for something and if you see it's going that well it's it's such a boost it it makes you so happy and it gives you enough energy for the next part as well so <laughs> okay yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, that was the train that kind of started everything going right because yeah. if that didn't do well like I, well iron man 3 was coming out next um and uh and we had ant-man on the pipeline mm. uh and they have like this lineup of big things so the way i, I want to say that this is something this is one key takeaway that i've learned especially from working with marvel i mean there's a lot of guys that are superstars at marvel yeah. uh, and they're now like executives at their own right so i would say uh andrea Andrea is now the chief revenue officer at uh, Amber. Um, uh, uh, TQ Jefferson, he's now at Servios being, being the you know chief product officer. Mm -hmm. um, Sean Heron, he's now the chief business officer at Gearbox. Like a lot of these folks I've worked with, they're either like VP or like some middle executive, mm -hmm. uh, middle management. Yeah. And now at their own right, they're like leading the charge, and they're, they're using the same Marvel play. Yeah. Um, they, they they look at things um not just like for next year they're planning things in like five years in advance and i think that's one thing i've i've grown to love because they look at everything more like dr strange like they look at all the possibilities and yeah i like it yeah that's not good um so i just got distracted because someone followed me and my lights are automatically connected to that <laughs> so it was all disco going here uh <laughs> thank you guys um <laughs> So what type of games are you working on right now, currently? Sure. So um, I have uh, two teams. One is more VR focused. So with Gamma Interactive, we're working on VR, um, FPS. But it's also cross-platform between VR and flat screen. Mm -hmm. So it's a, a shooter. Um, and then for my other team here, Gamma, um, it's behind the scenes. It's unannounced, but it's a Japanese IP. Yeah. that we're looking to announce later this year and it's going to be a major title i think so it's a renowned uh, ip that people wouldn't know mm -hmm. uh but uh i can't announce it yet but it's a it's going to be a story base it's going to be a storyline to it okay okay yeah. curious let's <laughs> everyone we have yeah. to wait <laughs> um yes. okay so um I'm going to quickly switch to a different screen because I'm going to show a video that we're having um, because we're going to talk about playing games in full virtual reality. Um, but for the people who don't know what that is, I'm going to show you quickly a video and talk a little bit over that. So uh, there we go. We're going to it. Um, there we go. So a virtual reality game or VR games, the video game plays on virtual reality, VR hardware. Most VR games are based on player immersion, typical through a head-mounted display unit or headset with stereoscopic displays and on or more controllers. Uh, a broader definition of virtual reality can be taken to be any application that replaces one or more of the human senses with the virtual one. For example, there are developments in creating a sense of touch in the virtual world with a haptic feedback system in the VR gear and a sense of smell with an odor machine. Oh, that's great. So you can see a little bit in the video as well. I mean, you see it more and more. Um, so I'm going uh, to go back to Michael. <laughs> Yay for VR. So the thing is, VR has been, you know, growing a lot. Like I said, years ago, got very nauseous if you put a VR headset on. Right now, you know, you're moving through a room. There are VR things like also here in the Netherlands that you can go to and you know 
uh, slay zombies and whatsoever. Um, so that's super, super awesome. Um, so according to you, how can VR transform the gaming industry? I think it can transform a lot of industries. So on the gaming side, I think, you know, gaming is very ubiquitous. I, I look into um, VR more like when iPhone came out. Mm -hmm. So I, like, I, I imagine um, when, when I was in college, right, yeah. BlackBerry was out. Black, Blackberry was a hot thing with iPad. I don't know if, if people remember HP's iPad. It was kind of like a pre-iPhone era. Yeah. So, and before then, you had Razer. You had like flip phones, right? With mm. Motorola, you have Nokia. And, um, so I, I look into hardware evolution. Yeah. And um, and at the same time, I'll look into, okay, what do these things need? They need content. So gaming, gaming actually is paired with hardware for um, for installs. Right. So when App Store came out and paired with iPhone with Angry Birds and you know Flappy Bird and all these cool stuff, that's pretty much the proliferation of, of iPhones. Yeah. So VR is the same way. Um, with with Meta, with uh, with uh, Pico, uh, with PlayStation VR, they're all looking for content. Yeah. And of course, in next month when the World uh, Developers Conference for for Apple, they're supposed to quote unquote announce their own device as well yeah so yeah i think i think it's gonna revolutionize gaming because uh it's gonna be more immersion right so the the the, the smell though that's it's not quite there yet <laughs> no. uh yes you get a lot of the haptics you get a lot of sensors and there's a lot of um, um lenses and, and cameras to kind of see where you're uh where you're at mm -hmm. um it's not like you're tethered into to a and plug into a computer i mean you have untethered hardware now which is great mm -hmm. the framework is, is amazing but uh, you know for that full ready player one immersion we're not there yet i think no. probably the most powerful one is playstation vr mm -hmm. um with your psvr2 uh, but at the same time i think you know if you have a meta quest and uh, uh, a pico device i mean those are also works just as fine yeah um i mean we were talking about games, obviously, but um, today I saw on TikTok like a video of a woman who was one of the first, at least in the Netherlands, um, who had she gave birth when she was wearing a VR uh, VR goggles. Yeah, so um, she said you could see a C, and it made her so much more, it made her easier to go through a birth. And uh, it's crazy that that can do because your brain just gets so many senses. Like you really do think you're all are where you, you know, see uh, at that moment. The same with gaming. Like I think some people, if they have to slay zombies, they are really scared because they are thinking it's real. Um, so I am very excited about the future if it comes to gaming, if it comes to a lot of things, because, you know, a lot of things are in VR right now um so definitely for you the whole vr thing for gaming is of course something that is very important um but what is the difference between a vr game and a full vr game so I mean, yeah yeah i think i think it depends on the height like the, the immersion there's there's mm -hmm. vr games out there that were just ported mm -hmm. and i also want to get, put a point there from what you mentioned earlier um and then for a full immersion uh, a, full, a full VR game, it uses a lot of haptics, there's a lot of senses, mm -hmm. you know, you can climb walls, you can scale things, um, you know, but there's also just VR game that you, you kind of question, does it have to be in VR, yeah. right? You can 
you could have the same experience in the flat screen and i think that's just the way it is but by design right but but full immersion using a lot of the um the immersion and and the, the features from a hardware i think that's pretty much a full vr yeah and okay. to your point uh, marcella yeah you mentioned about other industries and that experience about giving birth um, I know I actually saw this like a few weeks ago, a few months ago. Mm -hmm. um, there was one where a woman lost her daughter. Oh. And this VR company, what they did was they put her daughter into this VR. Uh, uh, um, it's not really a game, but it's like more like one experience, mm -hmm. right? So she put this VR headset and she was able to, you know, see her daughter for, uh, for one last time. She actually wasn't Crazy. there at her death. Right, yeah. but the catharsis of that, right? So getting kind of like the closure, yeah, uh, and 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 you being in touch with a loved one, yeah. I think there's a lot more, more stuff that um, VR can be applied to. Um, another one, actually, that what we're kind of looking at and thinking about, especially when COVID happened, there's a lot of lost revenue for for uh, for travel and tourism. Mm -hmm. So one example is like museums. Not a lot of people. You know, there's museums out there. Of course, they have to pay their upkeep and, and, and real estate mm -hmm. and what have you. But, uh, you know, museums could, could be another thing for another layer for VR. Yeah. Like imagine imagine uh, you don't have to pay a plane ticket to go to the Louvre. Uh, you can have that experience and maybe much more in depth in VR. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot more applications to VR um, than just like gaming. And I think that's, that's where it's going to head to, right? So when when the app store or sorry the vr store mm -hmm. or would have the meta store the, the, the quest store um provides content outside of just gaming which is what the app store did for iphone mm -hmm. and there's a lot of applications then we, we're confident that this market is going to upshoot and accelerate yeah well it it will grow and grow and grow and that's the thing like if you see how quick everything is already going in, the, in these couple of years you know, it it will definitely grow even faster in the next couple of years. Um, so, but what are the pros and cons of VR gaming right now? I mean, there's there's uh, let me let me start with the cons because that's where you've also highlighted, right? So there's people get tired, right? So like the the people can put all these headsets and they can mess up their hair and they get sweaty, <laughs> especially if you're shooting zombies all the time, yeah. right? So can you actually go through the experience and not sweat, um, uh, you know, and, 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 and play for hours? Mm -hmm. and, and to me, I'll be honest, and for me, it's, it's a no, right? I have a daughter, and we play the Switch a lot more because that's something that's more enjoyable, and, you know, I can kind of regulate her time. Yeah. And for, especially for, for kids, right, of age, can they actually wear VR headsets? Right. So there's a lot of a lot more stuff that you kind of put into consideration when building these kind of hardware. Mm -hmm. But I do believe we're going to get there. Um, so being lightweight, more uh, more 4K or high fidelity, uh, you know, like like higher frame rate. Those are things that I know that these first parties are considering. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think we're going to get there eventually. Yeah. Right. Because I see I see the progress year over year from like you know, from the multiple devices came out. Um, and, and curiously, I'm, I want to know what the Apple device is, is going to be about <laughs> next month if they do announce, announce it next month. Mm -hmm. uh, pros, and, uh, pros about uh, VR. 
I, I would say immersion. So you can have like um, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn on the PlayStation and play that but in a flat screen. But for you to actually play that on VR, you know, like doing that bow and arrow, uh, arrow uh, on VR feels real. Yeah. Right. And you scaling mountains and hunting feels very, very real. So there's there's a lot of things that you could do in VR that really takes you immerses you into the environment mm-hmm. that you get into a flat screen. Yeah. So if if you can expand on that, yeah, and that ready player one type of experience it might be there someday, but you know, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> well, I do have a question about the later. So um okay, and what are the challenges you have faced while building a VR game? I think the main challenge at the moment is that there's not a lot of like publishers mm-hmm. for it. So like if you think about mobile and consoles, mm-hmm. these are very mature business, right? So VR is still very nascent. Mm-hmm. So for and, and it has to be attractive also for investors and publishers, right? Yeah. So uh, VR installs last year, um, I, I think it hit like 28 million. Yeah. And I think in the next two years, this year, next year, it's going to add another like, 20. But obviously, like there's an X factor here. When Apple comes in, they obliterate the market and they they, they outsell the their comp, uh, comp, uh, competition. Right. So mm-hmm. we, we don't know. Yeah. Um, but so that's the main challenge. I would say um, that uh, getting uh, supporters in for VR. Um, but th- that's a, also the problem because a lot of investors, a lot of, of VCs, they want to see, mm-hmm. right? And, and they're trying to time the market. That's the main thing. They want to see if like now is uh, the, the time to invest and when things will just accelerate. And I do feel like the time is now. Yeah. Um, but that's also the challenge. Currently, the market is, is not so hot everywhere. No. Globally. You know, there's, there's, there's uh, banks are crashing. There's, uh, you know, a lot of things are happening, political stuff, obviously. Yeah. Um, so it's not, a good, it's, it's not a good time, but also the time... Uh, and I, I hearken back to that time about my my journey when I went from Ameripice 2000-2008 uh, market crash with the real estate to now where I feel like things are happening about the same time. I think now it's also the time to be bullish and be aggressive. Yeah. Um, so, you know, even though there's challenges, I think working around those challenges at this time, it will be, I think, for the long-term benefit. Okay. Well, that was... Absolutely clear for everyone, I guess. So that's perfect. Um, okay, so I do want to go to community questions because I saw someone in the chat asking, Michael, which game you played, uh, have you put the most playing hours in? Just curious. Oh, right now, um, I'm playing with my daughter with Super Mario Odyssey. So, <laughs> A yeah, lot so of that, hours. That's, yeah, so I, I spent, uh, you know, Sometime less than an hour, although my, my wife's gonna get mad if it's more than that uh, <laughs> with her. Um, and then uh, and that's another list, of course, is Zelda because I'm gonna put, let's pick up the next Zelda game, yeah, uh, very soon. Yeah, okay. Well, if there's anyone else who has a question for Michael in the chat, please let me know so I can ask it. Um, then we go directly to uh, the next subject, VR gears. Um, so uh, VR gaming requires you to own some gears. Can you tell us about the kind of gears um, one has to own to be able to play a VR game? Yeah, so there's a lot in the market right now, so options, right? So there's the Rift, obviously that's or HTC Vive that connects with your Steam account, mm-hmm. and you can experience that. I think that's probably the most powerful because 
you know, Steam has the highest fidelity. Yeah. Um, but there are also other options. Like the Quest 2 is the most popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, the Quest 2 um, was on par in terms of sales with PlayStation 5 during the COVID time period. Mm-hmm. So that was a, a very popular option. And now Pico. Uh, Pico devices are, in especially in Europe, um, they're not there yet in North America. I think they have I don't know it, to... to be honest. Like, what is it? What what was a what's a Pico? Yeah, like I have not heard of it. Oh, it's a it's a similar to MetaQuest. So okay. It's, it's similar to a VR device. Yeah. Uh, and I think the company's based in France, uh, developing France. They got bought out by ByteDance. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's another uh, Europe is their their current market, and also Asia is their market. Okay. Um, but they're not there in America, so th- that's another option for you to 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 buy. In terms of price points for these ones, I think you're pretty much hitting the same price points as PlayStation 5 or Xbox Series X, so between 400 to 550. Mm-hmm. So I think you're still getting the value for your buck. Um, obviously, the PlayStation VR 2 is probably the the more expensive um, version because it has got the highest fidelity and that's still you know connected with your PS5 device. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And and if you're like not into vr but you are like well i might want to try it which one would you say or recommend in that matter yeah i i, I would actually re- say and recommend not to buy one okay but, but uh because there, there, there's one that snapped into your phone yeah right so there's like uh, some options like samsung devices that used to snap to your phone mm. and that could be like your your vr headset Okay. Um, but what I would recommend nowadays is to go out there and go to VR rooms. Um, yeah, I don't know if that's smart. prevalent in Europe, but there there's a bunch. Oh, here in the, in the Netherlands, we have a lot of these VR uh, rooms together with yeah. like arcade, or you can do like uh, mini golf or whatsoever. Yeah. And they have always always a VR room as well now. Yeah, like a VR escape room, mm-hmm. uh, you know, VR, like, there's like VR Star Wars and stuff like that. And, yeah. And that's uh, Disney. So I would recommend you to, to go there, try it out, and see if you enjoy it and you like it. Then, you know, commit to one of the devices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so you won't know if you like it and you enjoy it until you really try and yeah. really immerse yourself there. So I would recommend you to go and, you know, pay a few bucks, uh, go to a VR escape room. See if it gives you a headache, if, if you can Smart. withstand it and fun. Uh, and then also try different genres, right? So don't just do one. Don't just do a, a first-person shooter. And there's mm-hmm. plenty of other games out there that's not that, uh, right? So like um, Among Us is a very community-based kind of like, uh, you know, team, team-spirited, team uh, very fun, lighthearted type of gameplay that has been popular for the past six months mm-hmm. uh, in the community. So I think there's there's other genres out there that you could find fun. Okay, well, it's a good tip indeed. Um, so people go to a VR room anywhere near and try it out there first before you buy and be like, never try to use it because, you know, you get a headache or you feel very sick. Um, and if a person doesn't, well, yeah, I kind of asked this, how they can join experience at low level entry. We kind of talked about it because you say, go to a VR room, try it out there go from there so yeah um all right so uh then the next subject future of vr gaming um so how do you see the future of vr gaming in 10 years is it going to be a ready player one 
Uh, and will we suit up for every VR playground? Or are we going to lose all the gears and headsets for a smoother VR gaming experience? I think we would get there. Now, what's actually very interesting is it's not just VR that is accelerating, but also AI. Um, you know, like like I was watching a, a, a few um, few minutes of the um, Sam Altman, the, the ChatGPT founder's uh, testimony in front of Congress, in front of the Senate, mm. right? And he, he just pretty much said that, like, the development of technology and policies and legislation cannot catch up. Legislation cannot catch up to yeah. the technology. And I, I do think, and even now, uh, especially with, with uh, my team over here at ROS, we're looking to how we can leverage AI to minimize costs. It's not really to completely eliminate or cut costs, but to minimize them. And for yeah. some reason, like you don't have to have a mid-journey account or there's, there's other ones where it will help you with the translation, localization, voiceover, right? There are ways to kind of minimize the cost. So if you if you minimize costs in certain areas, or even your LQA or or you know your your um, your your graphics, your your animation, then you can invest areas in elsewhere, and that's where you can kind of build a more ready player one rich environment. Mm -hmm. You can do more, right? You won't need a a hundred man team to build a AAA game. You might need half of that at best, mm -hmm. right? So. So there are opportunities to build a richer experience yeah. um, with other types of like technologies that are appearing in the marketplace. Okay. So, and will it happen fast or will it like, yeah, you know, we were talking about 10 years, but do you think it might be quicker or it's going to take a bit longer? I think that also depends on the hardware devices, mm. right? So there's these technologies that can minimize costs, but then can the hardware also be more light? Right, so I think yeah. that's the the main question, and I know for a fact that I, I believe that the rumor is that Apple device is going to be a lot lighter, mm. uh, but at the same time, it, it's going to be more enterprise. It's going to more uh, be more MR and also AR. Yeah. So, but we'll see. We, we, we don't we don't know. Um, but but if, if if VR expands to other industries, and there's mm -hmm. many, ways. I mean, here alone, I'm talking to other non gaming centric businesses that want to get into VR uh, from like from hospitals to to uh, um, towns that want to build their own metaverse. Yeah. There's a lot of other applications that um, that VR can be uh, accompanied with. Mm -hmm. And if, if there's a lot of big need and there's going to be bigger installs, obviously, like these first parts going to uh, invest more money in making the hardware a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um... I had a world premiere of Cupra in Berlin like a couple of weeks ago and they were also announcing about, you know, like their new car, blah, blah, blah. But uh, next to that, they were also showing like, yeah, we also have like a VR room. Uh, you could uh, have your own character like in a sort of game, but based on Cupra and uh, you could walk around like a sort of metaverse kind of thing. Um, so it's very funny to to see that over there because at first it was about cars and out of nowhere it was only VR and I think they even done a thing driving a car for real having a VR uh, headset on and then driving and then wow. that was super cool I mean it, the, the environment on the headset was like really like a really sick track or whatever but in 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 like real life you were just driving on a very ugly part <laughs> somewhere <laughs> in germany so um 
it's funny to did see. Did you get to try it out? I did not. No, I had to do other work. So I was super busy. Uh, but there was a really big line to get to the VR stuff. That was definitely a thing. Uh, so it's really cool to see all kinds of um, companies working with that, like more and more. And I think there was like this old media who is like, oh, I'm not really interested uh, because, you know, they're older. They don't really get it. We could see the new people that were very excited to to see and learn more. So, yeah. Um, I like it. Um, now we're going to go to the game block. Macht. <laughs> um, what's the story behind it? Yeah, so I, I think I kind of touched base about, you know, for, for Gamma at least, uh, we tried mobile. Mm -hmm. That didn't work out. Um, after we actually launched that one game, uh, we invested in another mobile game. Uh, that was another sunk cost that didn't go anywhere. So it was a you know, um, it, it's under another, it's an unreleased title. Uh, at least the first one was a released title. Okay. Um, and then the second one was unreleased. And then we, we went back to the think tank and we're like, okay, so what can we do? And uh, our, our team loves Halo. They're big fans of it. And we were wondering why uh, there's no no um, Halo or sci-fi game in VR. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty much the genesis of, of why we ventured into this because we're trying to scratch the itch of demands from Halo players, uh, or fans of Halo, or, or or Titanfall for that matter. Oh yeah, uh, mm -hmm. that experience into into VR, and we we haven't seen that yet. So I like. I it. feel like there's there's a calling and there's a, a niche for the market that we're addressing, mm -hmm. and yeah, we're gonna deliver that, and uh, you know, so hopefully soon. That's awesome. I mean, I um, I liked Halo. I really liked Titanfall. It was a whole different experience. Um, right. And then obviously the makers of Titanfall went into Apex Legends. And that's my main game right now. So they've done oh, a good cool. job. Yeah, it, it's cool because it's um, very smooth. And I think that's why for a lot of people, it's a really great game. So uh, to hear that, that you, you said like, okay, those games are doing great, but and are interesting. We want to try that in VR. I think I really like that. And I think a lot of people will do too. So nice. Um, and what part of Macht is the most exciting? Hmm, there's, there's a lot, actually. Okay. So there's a lot, of, a lot of stuff that we're putting, putting forward. Um, there's, there's other um, game aspects and features that we're going to push out. And that's things that I probably shouldn't say or okay. might, might, might uh, uh, announce it too early for my partners. But yeah. at the same time, I think the look, the look, the feel of that kind of Halo sci-fi in VR. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you mentioned that you're a big fan of Apex. So our team, our team, teammates and the colleagues, my colleagues, uh, they're, they're, they mod. They've been modding on, on Onward. They've been modding on other games. So they are big fans of any type of FPS out there. You name it FPS, they've, they've played it. Yeah. Whether it's a VR game or non-VR game, uh, my, my team members have played it. So I, I think we're coming up with the strong features of um, uh, uh, VR, FPS, oh, and also we're also putting um, a vehicle, vehicle combat. I think that's something that nobody has really found a secret sauce. So we're proud to say that like our, our vehicle balancing and, and putting that in VR uh, and for people not to throw up because it could get woozy if you if you ride a vehicle and you know uh you're going everywhere there's a bumpy ride right so yeah so for that in vr for, for it to be smooth a smooth experience mm -hmm. uh we have we have it also 
Okay. Um, now, we're going to watch uh, to a trailer right now. I'm going to click on it. And it should be playing directly. Yeah, the following footage from Macht Vertical Side. Oh, that was very quick. Okay. We can... I'm going to put it a bit louder. So we're seeing here some, uh, some gameplay, I think. We do still see you, by the way, and me, uh, while I'm showing the trailer. Or, like, trailer is, like, a sort of quick uh, how it will be, right? Yeah, so this is, like, one level mm -hmm. of mock, and this shows, uh, you know, the action pattern. And it's also one one uh, uh, game type. There's going to be multiple game types. So there's going to be capture the flag, you know, there's going to be almost like search and destroy, 1v1. Uh, Deathmatch, of course. Yep. So, yeah, this is pretty much a, a uh, pre-alpha mm -hmm. version of Mocked. Um, and there's going to be more. Yeah, and the thing is, like, of course, we're looking at this and you have to imagine, everyone, that this is VR. So you're, you know, like, standing right at that point shooting people. Um, do you have problems then with heights? If, you know, because we're, like, sort of in the air or something so i think it would be for me quite scary to you know i already have if i jump off a cliff in apex ledges that i feel it in my stomach so i can imagine if you do pr that's whew, intense oh yeah it would be it would be worse uh yeah. I, I, I did a um i think it was a jumanji one uh in vegas at his vr room mm -hmm. and uh, there's one puzzle where you have to get out from the volcano yeah so there's this cliff that you have to cross and obviously like you're in VR and everything's flat but you still feel the sensation right oh so. I can't imagine yeah I saw that I was like oh that's that's some scary stuff um so when can people start playing the game uh alpha we're hitting probably by Q3 okay so between August September mm -hmm. uh and uh but you know we have our website playing I'm just gonna you know say it out mm -hmm. playmock.com you can email us and then we can set up a playtest and session because we'd love people awesome. people to uh, test it out in GQA. Nice. And um, in the meanwhile, is there already something people can do to prepare themselves uh, for full immersion? Full immersion for the game or just in general for immersion? Mm, for your game. For my game, obviously, they, they need a headset. So I need some <laughs> meta quest or a rift or uh htc vibe something of that nature okay um, we are we are it's gonna be multi-platform so you know we're knocking on uh or porting it to pico next and mm -hmm. then uh, playstation vr2 is gonna be next in line. perfect i'm having by the way my script new now on my left screen because i did printed it but it did not print everything so I'm <laughs> looking at my screen now. <laughs> I was like, wait, I do miss a part. Uh, so there's a giveaway going on. We have a giveaway of two Steam keys, uh, at least. That is that you have to uh, like the post, uh, if I'm correctly. Follow PvP Game Hub and Mato Anomalies. Do I say that correctly? Yeah. Yes. On, tw on so Twitter. And share this post with the hashtag, hashtag Mato Steam Key, hashtag PvP Game Hub. Am I correct here? Matter Anomalies is a game that launched about two months ago. Yeah. And it's an RPG game. So anyone who enjoys 
adventure, cyberpunk, uh, nice. Cthulhu, that type of games, this is, the type, this is the game for you. Perfect. And we also have another giveaway, 10 alpha keys. Uh, so you have to also, there's another post uh, there. They have to like, you have to follow PFP Game Hub on Twitter and share one of the posts about this live show with the hashtag, hashtag Macht Alpha Key and hashtag PFP Game Hub. So a lot of things that people can win and then, you know, get the experience of VR with your games. I think that's really cool. So, um, and Thank if you. they want to contact Mach or one of the, t uh, of like, or they want to contact you. Um, what's the easiest way? I have two emails actually. So for uh, for for Mox, it's uh, m dot chua, m dot at gamma. That's with two m's. Interactive dot com. And okay. then for meta anomalies, it's uh, simple. Michael, my first name, at ROS with an arrow, uh, a r r o w i z dot com. Okay, so I hope people heard it. And if not, then uh, you can always check with PvP and we might can give it to you as well. Um, so with that said, um, I want to thank you for being a guest here. What time is it now for you? It is, oh God, it's uh, 1 a.m. Oh my God. So you're going to hit <laughs> the bed, check on your daughter, yes. go uh, go to bed because you're probably super busy. Um, so a good sleep is very, very important. Um, thank you so much for being a guest here. I have a lot of respect for you and I hope that you keep on going with all the things you're doing. Um, and hopefully we will hear more of you. Thank you for having me, Marcella. Thank you. No problem. Have a great night <laughs> sleeping. <laughs> Bye-bye, Michael. Bye-bye. And with that said, you have to see my face again. Sorry, everyone. Um, but this was already a show one hour later. And it was very, very lovely to have Michael in the show. Um, to hear all of this, like how much you have done, that is very impressive. And also, always really a pleasure to see people um, having such love into gaming and also into uh, films in that matter um, the topic for next show will be announced later this week so I cannot tell you that yet but keep an eye out on our Twitter and uh, everywhere where we are active um, so uh, later this week today's episode will be available on YouTube and podcast platforms like Spotify and Amazon and Apple Music so um, thank you all for watching. I really hope you had a lovely evening as well. Um, time for dinner again, because that's how it always goes. We have the show and we get some dinner. Uh, and then it's video games for myself. Yay! Uh, thank you so much, everyone. Thank you, uh, Gerald, Gerald, for, for uh, saying that. Cloverdale as well. And everyone who was here, thank you. Um, and with that said, I'm doing an outro and I'm off. Ciao! Bye.